Hey Scott. Hey Scott. I want to um um take the message back to the um the focus, you know, the main point of the message yesterday was even though it's a very familiar passage, you know, from Sunday school students to um everybody who read the Bible, Abraham and Isaac's story on Mount Moriah is very familiar. But the message yesterday that the Lord spoke it came in a very, very unique, unheard um, truth that I've not heard and I've not preached on came from the Lord yesterday. I don't want to, um, I don't want people to miss on that. It's, it really takes um, the hearing and to be really sharp, to get that point, the most important point of the message brought the conclusion together, as he said, was um, being in the will of God. I want to take the main focus of this message was how a person begins their journey of faith you can even think like you're prepared for the test. You can even say that, okay, nobody needs to wake me up. I'm getting up and I'm going with Isaac to Mount Moriah. But the focus here is the faith that you had originally to begin with, which is God will provide. And keeping your eyes on the will of God, not on what you think. You want to get by sidestepping outside the will of God is something that every believer should watch out for. People begin saying that I'm starting this journey. I know God will provide a lamb. And they go with the faith, but then they go to the mountain. After they go to the mountain, they look for the lamb and there is no lamb there when the lamb is not there now they begin to panic when the lamb is not there now they take a whole different route instead of sacrificing or instead of doing that which God has told them to do now they are going to find the lamb before they could do anything what happens at that point? It takes a person outside the will of God. They begin to walk by sight and not by faith. This happens to many, many Christians. Very important. It's a snare. It's a spiritualized snare that comes from hell. Where a person thinks that I'm on a journey of faith. Beginning is good. Very good. They begin with this faith that, yes, God called me to do this, but, you know, my son and I will come back. God will provide a lamb. They're not fully ready for that sacrifice. They're not fully ready for that God moment where they'll inherit the promise of God. Initial excitement is good because many people don't even have that. But that faith is good, but is your faith able to be, is your faith able to keep you in the will of God is the question. 
Is your faith strong enough to keep in the will of God? If your faith is not strong enough, then you're going to be sidetracked. When you don't see that which you're expecting to happen, you will get sidetracked. At that point, instead of offering Isaac as sacrifice, you'll be looking for the lamb. And when you don't find the lamb, you're going to faint. You won't be able to take yourself to that altar where you have to put Isaac on top of the altar. This is very important. This is the heart of the message from yesterday. Your faith, God-given faith that God has given, should be kept intact by keeping the will of God right in front of you. That means your faith should be able to take you into the will of God. Yes, God will give me a lamb. But when you go, then you don't see the lamb. You don't go looking for the lamb. Instead, you go to the altar. Prepare what you have to prepare. Do what you have to do with faith that God will give me the lamb. The very important point here. Because that is the heart of the message. It's so important to continue with what God has spoken to you, even though you know that a lamb will be provided. Even though you know that this is God, this is God's heart, and this is what God will do. To bring yourself to the place of putting Isaac on the altar, while knowing that God will provide you a lamb, most people won't get to that place. Very important. Very important. So the the thrust of the message is don't get sidetracked. Don't get sidetracked. Have the faith to endure. Have the faith to be focused on doing the will of God. Yes, the Lamb will be provided. And according to his faith, God did provide the lamb. When did he provide is a question. That's where the message concluded yesterday. The lamb was provided after he passed the test. Not before that. The lamb was provided. He didn't have to do a thing. He didn't have to go looking for it. It just appeared right in front of him. That which was not there appeared right in front of him. But have appeared before that, then he'd have thought, okay, the lamb has been given, the ram has been given, I'm going to put it on the altar and I'm going to offer that as a sacrifice. No, but that's, that wasn't the test. So it was not provided for him at the mount of the Lord until he did the will of God, which was his passing grade for the test. He got a hundred. The faith of Abraham and the faith of his son. Both were brought up in the message. Very important. The transfer of faith from Abraham to Isaac. How important that is. Both father and son trusted the Lord 
The son trusted his father. The father trusted God. Both of them were blessed on that mount. Both of them believed for the lamb. Both of them saw the ram when they both passed the test. In Abraham, Isaac was blessed, but Isaac had to also pass the test. He was offering Isaac. Isaac was offering himself. Trusting God and trusting his father, knowing that his father will not harm him. The father knew, God will not harm me. He will not harm my son. It's faith. Neither of them went looking for the lamb that they were expecting to be there for sacrifice. When you say that you're believing for something and whatever you're believing for is not there, it doesn't appear in front of you. That's when you know what kind of faith you have. Is it a shaky faith? Is it a real faith? That's when people start to take prophecies, take the promises of God and try to manipulate that and force it to come to pass and end up in a disaster. It's very important. Very important. So it's important to know that when... God calls you to do something. When you know this is the will of God for your life, when you know this is the will of God, do you have the faith to complete the task? Do you have the faith to wait until that lamb appears? Do you have the faith that yes, at the mount of the Lord it shall be provided? In the meantime, what you have to do, you must do. Instead of looking for the lamb, instead of looking for the sacrifice, you're going to be focused on what God has told you to do or are you focused on what you're believing God to do for you and get sidetracked from doing the will of God. This is the heart of the message from yesterday, that the Spirit of God spoke. And many people deviate from there and go on a whole different route, which is the false route. Because they said, I believe God for this, and they try pursuing what they believe God for and go at the will of God. And then wonder why this disaster happened. Why didn't the prophecy come to pass or why didn't the promises come to pass or why didn't? Because you're outside the will of God. You didn't pass the test. So we can believe God for something. And we can do the will of God and let God fulfill his word that he has spoken and bring to pass that which you believed God for. 
Or, you can believe God for something, and then, when time comes and you don't see it there, according to your time, you get all frustrated and try to push that to come to pass and force it your way and try to move in the direction looking for the very thing that you are believing for. That's where we saw we don't walk by faith and we don't walk by sight, but we walk by faith. That was the conclusion song that the Lord had us sing. We walk by faith and not by sight. He knew that God will provide a lamb. And even though there was nothing on that mountain, nowhere to be found, the lamb that he told the son that God will provide. And even though the son couldn't find the lamb, that dad told him, and he knew that father will not lie. Both of their focus were not on that lamb. Their focus was not on that lamb, but their focus was on the task that God had given to Abraham. So when you look at the message that the Spirit of God gave, we have to understand the key principles that the Spirit of God is speaking, the driving force, the thrust to the message. What is the Lord driving deep into my spirit? In your faith journey, being on point with God all the way through is very important. We can spiritualize things and think that, okay, that's what I'm believing God for. When I don't see it, I'm still going to continue to push for it and try to force it to happen. I'm going to try to go after it and get frustrated. And if that is not happening, that becomes the main focus for many people, most of them, most of them. That will determine whether they're going to be happy or whether they're going to be grumpy. That's going to determine whether their prayer is going to be about doing the will of God or the prayer is going to be what they were looking to God for. Yes, Abraham climbed up the mountain expecting God to provide a lamb for him. But that was not his focus. His focus was to offer to God the sacrifice that God was expecting from him. He passed the test. When will you pass the test? Or how can you pass the test? When you have the faith the faith that comes from God, which God has worked inside of you, the faith has that focus if God want, on what God wants you to do. It does not get distracted by what a person thinks that they will have what they should have from God. 
and will not get distracted or deviated by whether what they're believing from God is going to happen or not. But they still do the will of God, even if they don't see that which they're believing in front of them. Even if it doesn't appear in front of them at all, they still continue doing the will of God, knowing that at the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. Now that's faith. That's real deal. That's the real kind of faith that will receive recognition from God Almighty as opposed to the faith that starts really well and says, I know God will provide, I know God will provide, and when that provision is not there, and you look everywhere and it's not there, at that point, your heart stops doing the will of God, it stops pursuing the provision, and now you spiritualize the whole thing and you say, I know God will provide, I know God will provide, so I have to run after the provision. If I don't run after it, how will it appear? So I have to run after the provision and try to force it to happen. Because I said that God will provide. It is not here, so it should be somewhere in the mountain. Let's go. And I hike looking for the lamb. The whole prayer becomes Lord, you said you will give the lamb and I believed you for the lamb and and I'm going to be totally forgetting what God called you to do. The focus all goes on the lamb that you believe God for. Brings the whole point here back to me, myself and I. Abraham was very different. It was very different. I've seen many, many, many people. Most, if not all, except for a very small, minuscule percentage, very small, will actually follow the path of Abraham all the way to Mount Moriah, not be sidetracked by what they believe God for. That that never becomes a main issue. And God, who sees the faith, will give to the person what they believe in God for. Not according to what a person will think, when they should see it, and where they should see it. But according to God's timing, which is when they pass the test. The story doesn't conclude with, well, Abraham got the ram, and now he offered the sacrifice, and God said, well done, and he sent them both back home. No. Abraham became the father of many nations. Abraham, Isaac, both are known by the entire world today, people of all tribes and all languages, all nationalities and all different colors may have the name Abraham, Isaac. God truly made Abraham's name great and in him 
Isaac was on that mountain. Isaac's name also great. It's Abraham's son. His only son, the marriage that was recognized by God, and the son that came out of the marriage, is the only son recognized by God. That's why God says, the son, your only son, whom you love. It's very important. Very important for us to know how important it is for us to be in the will of God. How Abraham could have easily missed the blessing, the man who even saw the promised child, could have easily missed the mark right, even at the top of the mountain. But did not. That talks about his character. How much he knew God and how much he trusted God and where his heart was is very important. His heart was not on what he was trusting God for. His heart was to do the will of the Father. It's very important for every single believer here to know. We may claim a thousand promises and we may believe God for a hundred different things. When you don't see it happen according to your timeline, you do the will of God or your focus is on the very thing that you're expecting from God and your whole life is revolving around that and your prayer, your Thinking, your breathing, your everything is consumed with that. It's very important. Faith that does the will of God. True faith that will do the will of God. Which is not focused on one's own self. And not and that which the person is believing God for. But making that which the person believing is the main focus. You believe God for the lamb. When you climb up the mountain and you don't see the lamb, that shouldn't even become an issue. You continue doing the will of God. And when you are done with the will of God, the Lord God who saw your faith will cause the lamb, the ram to appear in front of you. This was the focus of yesterday's message. This is what God was conveying yesterday, which is a very unique word from God that the Lord gave. And it really requires a good amount of practice before one can really get to that level. It's a very deep message God gave. To really be on point with God. You can even make it to the top of the mountain and miss the mark. It's very important to know. 
why Abraham became Abraham the Great. I'd mentioned this yesterday. God made his name great. That was God's promise to him. And that was God's passion. It was a covenant that God made with Abraham to make his name great. And anyone who rises up against that and say that, well, only God isn't great and only his name is great and nobody should talk about Abraham and nobody should talk about Abraham's name. Those are demonic spirits that work through people from the pit of hell. We see that happening. It's a very deceptive white serpent that works. We have to be careful with that. Be very careful with that. It's called the spirit of hypocrisy. God does make covenants with people. And God does promise people to bless them. And he will make their name great. At that time, whoever rises up against that and feel jealous and say, oh, I'm standing up for God and we only speak about God and the name that God has made great, they try to cover that up, will stand against God Almighty. Because that name did not become great without the passing of that ultimate test. Without all the requirements met. That name was not made great by God without all the requirements met. So it is God's passion and it's God's covenant and it's God's word that God gave to Abraham which God brought to pass. So we have to be are people who really know the heart of God. It should be a people who really fall in line with the will of God. Not to deviate from the plan of God. Abraham was not a person who did these things so that he can become Great, no. He believed what the Lord said, but his focus was God himself. That's how he captured the heart of God and became the friend of God. Following God for gain in this world and not having genuine affection for God will not give us any kind of eternal gain because we can't take away or separate the blessing from the blesser. We need to love God for who he is. We need to love him because he first loved us. And those who truly love him 
will pursue the will of God even if what they believe from God doesn't happen in front of them. They will still continue to do the will of God. Like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, like Daniel. In the lion's den. Because they know, they knew one thing that my God will deliver, my God will deliver, my God will deliver. And God did deliver them. But when that deliverance didn't come to them, when they were about to be thrown in that furnace, they still did the will of God. When the deliverance didn't come to Daniel, when he was thrown into the lion's den, they still pursued the will of God. And this is, this is the very thing that made them to become such great blessings. Daniel was called the beloved of God. Abraham was called the friend of God. These are people who believed God for big things and they accomplished big things, but their focus, is, their focus was not on the big things. Their focus was on God. This is the thrust of the message that the Lord gave yesterday. Yes, there is this lamb that will be there for the sacrifice. We know God and I know the heart of God and all these things. And so I'm going up with my son knowing that he will provide. He is the provider. That which I need for the sacrifice, he will give it to me. But when it's not there, what do you do? When it's not on the mountain, what do you do? At that point, do you chase after it? Because this is what I believe God for and make your whole life and your Christian journey and your whole focus all about that which you are believing God for? Or will you focus on the Lord and do that which God has told you to do? When you do that which God has told you to do, that's when that which was promised by God whatever you believe in God for, will actually appear in front of you effortlessly. I want to conclude with this. Very simple scripture. You might have known this, heard this many, many times. Many people have memorized it. And Jesus said this. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. All these things, the additions, are given by God effortlessly when you don't go after those things. When people make that as a main thing and make that as their main issue and, and that becomes your main focus and main prayer and, and when that doesn't happen, their faith collapses because their eyes were on the wrong thing. Don't make God or his kingdom about you. Do the will of God. Expect God to do great things in your life. As you do the will of God, pass the test, whatever God has promised and whatever you're expecting God to do will come to pass effortlessly. It will appear in front of you. But if you make that your main thing, 
You may even go after it and hunt something and even find something because you push for it. That's not going to give you the ultimate blessing because you failed the test. That which God had, the big thing that God had, you're so close to receiving it, so close to reaching that goal, be easily robbed from you by Satan. I pray that the Spirit of God will help every single one to understand the main message, main part of this message, the heart of this message, and to apply that, to really focus on that, so that the Spirit of God who gave this word will be able to take that which God has given. Grow that into a mighty tree so each one of you one day can end like Abraham. Having received the promises of God. Are we going to go after the promise? Are the promises? Or are we going to go after God? It's good to have faith and it's good to not keep your, not take your eyes away from the promises of God is important. But those promises themselves should be buried inside God Almighty. Your focus must be God. Because you focus on the Lord, you should be able to hold on to the promises that God gave to you, but your focus should never be off of God and just on the promises and Jim. And that's when, when things don't happen the way that people expect, they have a crash. The faith crash, collapse. It takes a while for them to get back up and some don't even get back up. When God speak to our hearts this morning, I strongly encourage every single one to go back and listen to the recording of what the Lord spoke. Yesterday, it's good to listen to it at least three times. When you get the message, at least three times, listen to the recording. It'll help you to absorb many things that you might have missed while the word was coming. And so, God will help you, each one of you. He'll bless you greatly as you listen intently and Work on applying that which God has given. Then God will bless you. You'll be blessed in all things. You know, there are some children or even adults. When you have food, and there are some people's plates, and you see what they pick, You'll be stunned if you're not one of them. And if you're one of them, you may feel that it's quite normal because I just do this all the time. But instead of food, they will have all the side stuff on their plate. 
and the food is there, the eyes will first go on the ice cream or the cookies that are there. You really won't even enjoy the food that much because they'll be waiting if the parents have told them after you eat the food, then only you'll get this. They'll gulp the food down so that they can get the ice cream or the cookies. It's important to be people who eat that which is healthy. What goes on your plate should be from God. Whatever he has given to you, learn to slow down, enjoy it, take it in. Little by little, take it in. Then you will be blessed in all things. God speaks in many different angles. To push the same point, to drive home the same message that he's conveying. When I say same message, I'm talking about what God is speaking through that message, the highlight of it, the main focus, the heart of the message. That God wants to drive deep inside of you. So may God bless every single one. And to pray more. Say, Lord, help me to understand the Spirit of God who brings the message and to understand the heart of God from where the Word is coming from. You know, there are people who come, you know, to services saying, I need a word from God because I'm expecting something to happen. Oh, I need a word from God because I'm praying about this. I need a sign from God because I'm asking God for this. You know how that person will be sitting there? When the message is coming, the whole focus will be, is this a sign for me? Is this a sign for me? Is this a sign for me? And whatever comes, they can latch on to something to get what they want to get in order for them to feel good. I would say that's better than going to the world for answers. However, that's not the best way. The best way is to come to God with great expectation, and that expectation should be, I will do what you say. I need to hear from you. I need to hear from you. I need to hear. Our focus has to be, Lord, say a word. Whatever you speak, I'll take it. When we have that space for God to speak into our lives, where we are totally yielded to God, you don't just bring in your problems and all these things and try to use God's word to somehow manipulate your situation or somehow bring that answer to your situation. God can speak to you for that. But the point here is you can miss out the heart of the message. You can miss out that which God wants to actually impart into you, which is much bigger than your little needs, which is much bigger than 
your little desires, which is much bigger than what you think is big for you. When we come to the house of God, it's important to empty yourself so that God can fill you. Cast all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Which means, because God cares for me, I'm going to give it all to God. When I come to God, when I come to the presence of God, I say, Lord, whatever you want to speak, you speak. And when God speaks, he will actually meet your needs. He will actually speak to you about your situation. He will actually bless you. But you know what? The bigger picture that God has for you, you'll be able to grasp that. And within that, you'll have the promises that God gives to you or the answers that God will give to you for your situation. So it won't be like, well, God spoke to me about my situation and that's it. 90% of what the Lord has spoken will be completely missed out. I hope every single one understands what the Spirit of the Lord is conveying this morning so that each one of you can gain everything that God has for you so that you don't miss anything, but you become a recipient of every blessing that God has for you. And as a result of that, you too can become like Abraham who had his mind, heart, and eyes on God. And in God, he trusted God for what God can do for him. Therefore, he was never sidetracked on that mountain of God. Exactly what he believed God for was given to God, given by God to him on that mountain. Not according to his timeline, not according to when a person would have wanted, but the exact moment, the most appropriate time, God will release it. God will give it. Are we willing to wait until then? God spoke about this during the message yesterday. You can really wait when you know that he's doing something big. You can really wait when you know that he's working and I don't have to even think about it. That's how free a person can be, like Abraham. When you know it's been taken care of already. My focus is doing God's will. My focus is doing God's will. When your focus is doing God's will, your needs and your wants will not overtake what you must do. That which God has called you to do. This will not overtake that. Many people's priorities are wrong. Me, myself, and I is first all the time, and they spiritualize all these things. Living a self-centered life, but they spiritualize everything. But God is teaching us a higher way. 
the way of the cross, the path of victory, which is truly, which is to truly walk in step with the Holy Spirit. What he tells you to do, simply do it. Then, whatever he said, he will add, he will add to you. He'll just appear to you. As God says in Deuteronomy 28, it'll overtake you. You don't have to be sitting and praying for those things. It'll just overtake you. That's a higher way of living. That's how we live. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Everything else, he'll do. Your mind has to be on him. And doing what he tells you to do. When you do that, everything else will come to you. Exactly whatever he has spoken, he will bring it to pass. It's important to keep the promises of God in front of you. And pray over it. I've taught you on these things through the Spirit of God. But never make the promises bigger than God. Never make what you are praying for greater than doing the will of God. When you do that, and whatever you're expecting doesn't happen according to the timeline that you think, your faith will crush. At that point, Satan will stand by you and he'll laugh. And he'll say, I was able to easily topple you. So these are things you need to watch out for. Everything in the right order. Everything has its place. It has to be in the right order. If it's in the right order, then there's no sorrow with it. If it's not in the right order, it's going to be a problem. So may the Lord bless you all this morning. As you've heard that which the Lord spoke yesterday. I've taken those points from which the Lord spoke to speak again a little more. So it can go deeper into you. That you'll be able to meditate on that. God will cause all these things. To come to pass. All these things will come to pass. What the Lord has spoken will come to pass when we are keen on doing the will of God. Faith is important. That faith has to drive us to do the will of God. That faith has to cause us to take our eyes off of ourselves and keep our eyes on God. That's the song that we sang at the end in the service during worship. I will never look at the winds and the stormy clouds. I will never look at the waves and their roaring sounds. I will never look at the waters around me because I will never take my eyes of you, Jesus. I will never take my eyes of you, Jesus. It is so important to 
know that it is so important to keep our eyes on the Lord so that the Spirit of God can do a mighty work, so the Spirit of God can bring to pass, bring to pass that which God has promised. That ultimate promise that God gave to Abraham in Genesis 12, verses 1 and 2. God calling him and God giving him the promise. I'll bless you. I'll make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. And in you all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. I'll bless those who bless you. And I'll curse those who curse you. It's a very important promise that God gave. God kept his word. Nobody needed to remind him of that. God kept his word. And as you do that which God tells you to do, every word that God has spoken, he will bring it to pass. There are specific times that God has in his calendar where God remembers. That means this is the appointed time. He says, this is what is marked on my calendar. I'm going to do this now. But you have to be eligible for that. God spoke to us about that yesterday. You need to be eligible for that. In order for you to be eligible for that, you need to be doing the will of God every step of the way. That will take care of the rest. Whatever looks hard for you, it's easy for him. He'll take care of all of that. You do that which you should do. And then God will do the rest.